0: Sarah Jessica Parker, man, she's always done it for me.
1: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Welcome back into The Drive. Not one I usually think of. Sarah Jessica Parker always doing it for me. That's not who I come up with when I think of doing it for me. But, hey, to each his own. Uh, It is that time. Texans report. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, This may be the most important one. Uh, We've had all season and uh, usually our guy Brandon Scott is in. He is out today, but Sean Bajani, who works uh, tires tirelessly, however I'm trying to say that, he works very hard uh, every week and every day. He's out there at um, at NRG and out there covering this team. And today was a a big, big day out there today. CJ Stroud, injury wise, a lot of injuries out there. Just at the practice portion, before we get to uh, the, D'Amico and, and what was said today and, and, and who you talked to in the locker room, what, uh, what updates did you have? What did you see today at practice?
0: Hold on, man. I don't know where y'all got that Sarah Jessica Parker sound clip from, Tyler. Sounds like what your are you voice. Doing I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Out of <laughs> sounds like your voice. Out of all the things that I've said in 17 years on radio, I mean, I guess I've said way worse and more embarrassing things. But I will die on the hill of yeah, liking me some Sarah Jessica Parker from the early days of Sex and City and uh, that one Nick Cage movie that she did. Um I'll die on that hill. I don't care. It's young all right. kiss my ass. All
1: right, but hey, let' <laughs> hey, hey let's you, you do yours. All right, you do you. Like I said, do each his own. I don't mean, I just don't know how many people say, you know what, Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker, that's my one.
0: But my wife crushes me for that all the time, but yeah, go ahead. And she should. All right, go ahead. What did you see? What did you what would what, you see at practice today? Uh, well, you guys have seen the injury report. You know, I missed a couple of guys. There's always one or two that, you know, I talk with amongst the media about like, all right, we're going to miss somebody today. Who do you think it's most likely going to be? And the first two guys that, you know, I thought of was uh, Denzel Perryman, and Dez King, you know, both substantial playing time this past weekend. Uh, didn't noticeably get banged up, but I was looking out for them, found them just fine. But uh, it took me a while to realize that John Mechie wasn't at practice, didn't practice today. Uh, Nico Collins was not out there at least during the portion, uh, you know, visible to the media. And then it was kind of surprising in a good way to see him in uh, limited, uh, form today practicing with the team. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. Um, and you know, look, it's, it's obviously still a concern, you know, no, no Will Anderson. Um, and Noah Brown, you know, maybe he's on this new trend now where they're going to be resting him on Wednesdays, limit him on Thursdays, full participant on Fridays. At least that's kind of what I'm hoping. But, uh, you know, look, I I know this gets people talking, but when I – I just tell you – I just report what I see. When I reported this morning that Davis Mills was taken – Uh, You know, first reps and individual and uh, their mesh drill with the running backs, Uh, the first team takeoff, which was totally jacked up outside of anybody not named Michael Dieter at center. Look, it it gets people talking, but look, the Texans are playing this game like a lot of teams do uh, that are in the thick of it, in the mix, very competitive, the gamesmanship, uh, whatever you want to call it they're not going to give you anything. Um, even though in everybody else's mind, it seems pretty obvious in terms of what they're doing and who's going to play. And similar with the quarterback situation, I think we all know who's going to start, but they're not going to tell you. They're going to try to keep every, uh, you know, as close to the vest as possible.
2: Look, I, I love it, Sean. I haven't, haven't been in the locker room. I, I just, I've just i just never experienced an organization, and, and I'm not saying it is or isn't happening, but I, I've never experienced an organization like, uh, manipulate uh, the the media for the first twenty minutes by asking a player to take first team reps and and, and I'm and, and I, don't, I don't I hate to hear people minimize uh you know mesh drills with the running backs and 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 individual drills with the wide receivers and the first team takeoff No. the the I mean typically every huddle I've ever been in every organization I've ever been in every program I've ever been in whoever was starting football the, the game that that week they they were first in team takeoff so and I'm not saying that's happening now. I just i I refuse to minimize it, damn it if that's what you see then then one of two things is happening either he's starting and that they're they're considering it or they they literally are manipulating the media on purpose, which I've just never seen happen so I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the damn report, brother
0: well, clint, I appreciate that man uh you know, consider this though um i have noticed this a little bit more recently i'd say within the last month and not that's not to say that it hadn't been happening all season long but i typically get to practice anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes early sit in the car um you know just kind of pour over some news that you know i might have missed things like that i'm gonna tell you something you know on our schedule when it says the texans are practicing at twelve they're out there before that okay so yeah. they're practicing earlier which all that To say this, they're probably getting the necessary reps before the 20 minutes, you know, or 15 or 25 minutes, whatever they allow us to look at on a given day. They're getting the necessary reps, I believe. And so generally when we're there, look, there's individual drills, there's mesh drills, and typically the mesh with the quarterbacks is broken up into quarterback, running back, and then you might um, insert, you know, some wide receiver tight end looks, which is very rare. In what they open to the media. Um, Certainly, it's been the case as the season's gone along. So I'm not minimizing it. I don't think you should minimize it. But um, I think the Texans, you know, the way that they've operated as a well-oiled machine, very organized, very put together in terms of their daily, you know, protocols uh, and how D'Amico's handled this team, I think they can afford to, uh, you know, put a little 10-minute, 15-minute window dressing in.
1: Yeah, Sean Bajani with us uh as he's giving us our Texans report. Uh moving into uh moving into the uh, press room and locker room, um I think the big thing is with CJ, uh any indication, any indif- any feel of how Domico was handling this? Are you are you did it get to feel like many people are thinking that he is going to be out again in this week?
0: I know there's reports. I think there was one last night by DJ Bien-Aimé, um, you know, who cited, you know, sources that uh, it was likely that Stroud was going to miss on Sunday. There's that. That's what we all know. Now, in terms of what D'Amico said today, I had to give massive props to Cody Stutz, who asked a really great question. Uh, it elicited a very different and much more lengthy response from D'Amico about CJ Stroud's status and what their. L- way of thinking is right now. And what the question was is, hey, could this concussion cause CJ Stroud to miss the rest of the season? And D'Amico, I thought gave one of my favorite reactions from anybody all season long. He was like, uh, who, uh, miss? Don't be talking about that already. You know, and I I just (laughs) he technically said no, that it wouldn't cause him to miss the rest of the season, which I think is obviously the best response that you could have hoped for in regards to Stroud's status. However, I have noticed over the course of the last week, talking to players, listening to coaches, um, they don't want to talk about this concussion protocol. And it makes me think a couple of things, but one, maybe more above all else, is that they don't want to be caught with their pants down around their ankles and say something that might get them in trouble or say something that might, you know, spur a report or a rumor. And so they have stuck to their guns and are basically reading a verbatim type PC response. Anytime they're asked about concussion protocol, uh, how it goes, what phase he's in, how CJ's feeling, they've done a really good job of staying close to the vest and tight lipped
2: You know, and, and I, I don't think just to add to that, I, I don't, and this is totally just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't have any, a source or anything or, or any, any inside knowledge, but I, I just don't, like, I don't think, I think when you look at D'Amico Ryans as a former player, like, the, and, and what comes to mind when we start talking about quarterbacks and concussions, obviously, is the look of the Miami Dolphins and Tua and how Mike McDaniel got questioned about the, the putting Tua back in the game and should he have done it or should he not? And, and really his, his, um, uh, you know, character and, and, and his, um, you know, res- level of responsibility and-, and credibility got questioned as a head coach because of what happened to to Tua and, and him going back in sure. and taking it- getting another one. So, look, I-, I think I think D'Amico has a little different uh, view or a little different mindset as a former player, and what happened to Mike McDaniel, who he knows well, uh, as it pertains to dealing with CJ Stroud.
0: Absolutely, and D'Amico was asked about that very thing today. Uh, if he'd reached out to Mike McDaniel in terms of, you know, how he handled to a situation, which I thought was kind of a funny question because we all know how Mike McDaniel handled that to a situation. You just discussed it and laid it out perfectly. Um, look, D'Amico, there's not time for him to concern himself with what anybody else has done, thinks or thinks the Texans should do. D'Amico a very, very in tune and independent thinker. Uh, But he can afford to be just that because, look, he's been around the block a time or two. He's got that uh, player experience, as you mentioned, but he learned from, you know, some of the best coaches, uh, six years time in San Francisco. Um, And look, he's obviously very observant, but he's a part of a a, a very um, experienced staff in some ways. I know they're new to a lot of roles, but look, Matt Burke's been in the NFL for 20 years um, and has seen some things, been a part of some very – um controversial situations certainly during his time in Arizona. And so I think D'Amico's handled himself very, very well in terms of um, you know, what what's been the necessary route to go in terms of total care for the human being, for the person, CJ Stroud. Never mind the football player, but they're just worried about his long-term health, which should be number one and one A. It's about the franchise, it's about the long play here, and which could certainly mean in the same breath that if he's not going to play on Sunday, you potentially have two very momentous games remaining in this season against divisional opponents and who knows what they could mean
1: sean Bajani with us giving us his uh Texans report uh you are in the locker room you talked to Davis mills who had a uh a interesting slash tough week what 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 did that uh what did that uh sound like how did that go when you uh when you talked to Davis mills earlier?
0: What about as as you would expect from Davis Mills, you know, who is literally the epitome of don't get too high, don't get too low. (laughs) He is Mr. Even Keel. Mm, He was dry, professional, said what he needed to say, and and that was it. Like, Mr. By the Book, there was – he took it on the chin. You know, look, he was asked about, um, you know, how frustrated he might have been last week after getting passed over for Case Keenum. And, look, he'd said what I thought was funny. And you're going to read this quote uh, in probably a number of different stories. And it's going to be interesting to see how they characterize that and, um, you know, paint that picture. But I thought it was kind of curious. And and I, I laughed under my breath when he'd said, you know, look, it's it's not frustrating. Uh, it's just a part of the game. Um, the They care about winning. Winning is everything here, he'd said. And Case went out and did his job. You could have stopped at his winning is everything and completely understood why the Texans made the move that they did in starting Case Keenum for various reasons. Never mind 35, never mind the experience, never mind, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I I think it's fascinating, you know, while we're on case, is that exclusively this offseason, I, I sat down with Keenum for about 15, 20 minutes, and we were talking about the West Coast system that he's coming in with slow, you know, putting his thumbprint on it, and I said, hey, you know, why are you the right guy, you know, to, to be a backup quarterback, to help a, a rookie quarterback in the system? And he's like, dude, I've been around it so many times. This is the greatest hits version. Well, who better to orchestrate the best... Uh, the greatest hits version than Case Keenum, who's been in this system in a multitude of different places, uh, in a multitude of different situations, always been a guy that, hey, when you need somebody to step up, he's been the guy and has just been good enough. Um, For that reason, I don't think we should have been surprised for Case starting last weekend, and I don't think you should be surprised. I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to be the guy this weekend.
1: All right, that's Sean Bajani. Great job with the Texans report. We appreciate you jumping in filling in for Brandon we'll uh we'll see uh what happens coming up on Sunday they got a big game and uh we'll see hopefully hopefully some of these guys get
0: back on the field coming up appreciate you guys I'm gonna go watch me some sex in the city that's that's, that's <laughs> once
1: you try once you, you try the family Stone man that's a, hey, that's a, man. that's a Sarah Jessica Parker movie that's a Christmas movie why don't you try
2: that yeah check it out man I will give
0: it a
1: shot get there I'll give it a shot try that one all right